everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today for When I Grow Up. Uh, I'm excited about today's uh, guest because I've actually known our guest for quite some time. We lost touch for a while, uh, but we've reconnected because I just interviewed his wife a couple of weeks ago, uh, pharmacist uh, Michelle Lee. And today we have Eric Lee. Um, he is a account manager at a company called NVIDIA. That, is that right? Yep, that's right. <laughs> hey, Eric, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us today and giving us your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Um, I know that you are a dad and you work and you're expecting another um, daughter or son soon. So I, again, I really appreciate the time that you're giving us to share a little more about your story, and how you ended up where you are today as an account manager at NVIDIA. Um, So Eric, when Michelle told me that you work for this company, I just said, oh, okay. And I have to be honest. I told my husband, David, uh, that you work for a company called NVIDIA. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but do you? And he said, he works for NVIDIA? I was like, yeah. And then, I was like, why? And he's like, yeah, you should definitely interview him. <laughs> I was like, and so to be completely honest, I'm a little bit, um, I have no idea about that world. Um, so I'm about to ask you what your company does and why sure. my husband knew about it um, and why there are several other people I'm sure know about it. So what I, what I do know after he to- told me, he said um, they're really well known for their graphic cards, right? Yep. For gamers yep. and stuff like this. Yep. Okay. So for the sake of myself and our listeners, could you just pretend like I know nothing and, sure. and just kind of, um, yeah, it would be great if you could tell me what an account manager does um, at NVIDIA, like yourself. Yep. So I'll kind of start with the quick high-level um, intro of the company, right? So okay. yeah, what your husband knows is is correct, right? So um, it's a company that was started around 93. So they're relatively new, I'd say, right? Younger than younger than us. And yeah. So yeah. Um, they started out um, in the gaming market. Uh-huh. And they created graphics cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a card that you put inside of a computer that enables you to see stuff on your screen, right? So okay. that's that's how they that's started important. out. We we still <laughs> we still do that. So that's where I think the vast majority of people know us from okay. is from the actual graphics card side of the house that you can go to Best Buy and pick up and and build a computer on, right? I see. Okay. Um, and but it wasn't until like the 2010s or so mm-hmm. where they realized that their graphics card. So in computers, it, what a computer really does is just it does math really quickly. Right. Okay. And so there's something that we call a CPU mm-hmm. and something that we call a GPU, which is okay. what we what we build. <laughs> OK. And the way that they differ is that a CPU does what we call serial tasks. Right. So I'll, I'll try to keep it high level. So okay. what that means is that it starts one task ends it starts another starts another starts another right it goes kind of in this this linear path right okay and then ours does things all in parallel so Mm -hmm. what that means is that it does a lot of calculations all at once and so where that fits in really well is how i come into the picture now Uh um, Uh which is they've over the past 10 or so years they've gotten involved in artificial intelligence Um, A lot of uh, what we consider. So within artificial intelligence, there are a couple of subsets of of practices, I guess I'll call it. Mm -hmm. There's something called machine learning, Mm -hmm. which is essentially you can think of it as teaching a a machine to do a simple task. Right. So think of like a factory worker, like a factory line, just putting stuff together, picking stuff up, Mm -hmm. putting it somewhere or putting a door on a car or something like that okay so that's machine learning and then you have something called deep learning which is it keeps getting better at that one task over and over again the more that it learns right so it can not only just do that one task but maybe it can pick up the door put the door on and then you know uh, if there's like an obstacle or something like that Uh it could go move around the obstacle and (gasps) make sure that doesn't hit it right so there's different aspects to it okay Um, so it's like a deeper subset of of ai 
Okay. So that's where I come into play. And okay. account manager is just a fancy word for sales. Okay. So I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the dumbest guy in the, in the no. company, right? So, no, no. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do. Um, I work with a lot of companies, particularly in the retail space. Um, uh-huh. So your, you know, your, your targets and Walmarts of the world um, that leverage artificial intelligence to make their business a better sustainable business. So um, you're selling the parts for this artificial intelligence or? Yep. So the thing that we actually sell is the graphics card uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that enables to do, enables a company to do um, all the, the computing for algorithms and things like that. And what we call neural networks. Um, but there's a lot behind it as well on the software side of the house that we help to enable our, our customers. But at the end of the day, we are a manufacturer of graphical computing cards. Holy smokes. So it's a lot to, it's a lot to take in, especially from like a conceptual standpoint, uh-huh, uh-huh. if you haven't ever been exposed no, into, that, I'm into not that like side of the world. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And I think, you know, artificial intelligence sometimes gets a, gets a bad rap, right? A lot of people think that it's robots trying to take over the world and Uh do this and uh that and, and scare people. Right. But, um, it's, it's used for things like as simple as forecasting inventory, right? So, um, it's just taking algorithms and saying, Hey, this is when toilet paper's out, for instance. Uh Um, Uh and how can we best replenish it? How can we do it in a timelier manner? Um, oh, and it's, wow. and it's doing it in, you know, much faster than a human can. Right. Okay. So, um, which is why they call it an artificial intelligence because mm. it's, it's much faster than, than what you and I could do. Man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is the future, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're headed. absolutely. Definitely. Um, so I'm curious, like I, okay, well, before I get into how you got where you are and the journey you took, I what does your day-to-day look like doing this job? Yeah, so I would say like from a literal task perspective, yes. what I do, uh-huh. the, the first thing that I do every morning is I have a cup of coffee uh-huh. and I literally, <laughs> I literally read the top, I have my Google News feed set to like artificial intelligence type mm-hmm. of okay. of uh, articles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care if it's retail or not. It'll it could just be anything in the space, um, and it could be academia focused. And the reason why I start my morning off every day like that is because a it kind of puts a puts me in a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to have caffeine. <laughs> um, but the, but the other part is that um, this is a, a technology and. A completely different world that's, you know, when people say fast paced environments and stuff on, on job reviews and job interviews and things like that, I, I don't really think they grasp that until they get into something like artificial intelligence, right? Because okay. if you think about, um, to put into perspective, if you think about how exponentially um, technology has grown, mm-hmm. right? You take like the wheel from like prehistoric times, for instance, right? It took humans how, how long to get to that point, just coming up with the wheel. And then I don't think it was until like the sixties until the first computer was invented. And now look at us, we have like, we have a Lenovo. So coincidentally, another company that I used to work for, they, they purchased a company called Motorola that everybody knows. Uh Motorola used to have a razor, right? Uh The razor phone, but now they've made a complete um, flip phone with a screen right so it's oh, like yes a, yeah. i saw it on a korean drama yeah yeah so <laughs> so we've gone from having the first computer that was the size of a house to now this flip phone that you can a screen that flips right and and yeah, looks like so, one seamless so screen that's real i was yes, like what it is, is real. that that's crazy <laughs> oh my gosh okay Okay, continue. So that's so you start your day reading these articles about artificial yep. intelligence. And so you do that for your team, but also just to keep up with the times, I Absolutely. guess, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because and and you know, a lot of the people that I work with are data scientists. Um, a lot of them oh. are PhDs, um, a lot of MDs, mm-hmm. and it, it's very easy to lose credibility. Um, in this space if you don't keep up and don't know what you're talking about, right? So, so like, okay, 
I'm just like, so in the beginning, was it like kind of intimidating? Yeah, it was. Um, I think one thing that helped me and, and we'll probably touch on it as we kind of keep talking, but um, I, I think one thing that really helped me is that I came into the tech industry without knowing anything about tech. So that's not my really? background. I never okay. built a computer for fun. You know, I never, I'm not a huge gamer. <laughs> like, okay. I, I kind of fell into the industry by chance, quite honestly. I see. Um, and that really came from me moving to this area. Oh. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch okay, on yeah, that. Talk, but sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But okay, so. From, from a day-to-day perspective, um, you know, after that initial, like, first, you know, 30 minutes or, or so, mm-hmm. um, really the rest of the day is spent in, in meetings and, and just kind of mm-hmm. talking about how we can help a lot of these organizations take advantage. Um, and a lot of it is obviously kind of, return on investment type of discussions, sure. right? Because why do they want to spend this kind of money for something that doesn't necessarily keep the lights on, I'd say, right? It's, okay. it's more yes. of a want than a need at the moment. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's really just trying to plant a seed in their mind that, hey, five, 10 years down in the future, right? If you want to be a sustainable business, I think we need to start looking at ways that we can shift the competitive edge to their advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, some of the largest companies in the world are are doing it on a much larger scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they keep taking the the sit and, and wait approach, um, and, and, you know, people can kind of sit back and say, hey, we don't have the resources, we don't have the money, mm-hmm. um, all they want, but right, but as a salesperson, it's, it's my job to, to convince them that, well, you're going to get left behind, right? So um, it, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not easy, especially because I think right now, um, companies like mine, we're going out and creating our own market mm-hmm. right now. Um, it's not a very widely understood market. Sure. Um, a lot of people still, for instance, a lot of, uh, a lot of fortune 100 companies, um, don't even have what we consider like data science practices, right? So they don't have people that are sitting there and looking at the data and manipulating the data to a point where they could really make use of it. They, they might have roles like analysts and, and stuff okay. like that, but um, they don't get into the science of why or how something is. Really? That is so, I don't know why that's so interesting and like so eye-opening for me because I would feel like even these like these large companies that are making tons of money they would be able to project that this is the direction <laughs> that it's going in. But I guess you're right. Unfamiliarity is a scary thing. Yep. And I guess, so is it, it is your job to like convince people like you're like, are you the person that's like, Hey, look, like this is what you need. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So oh, it, yeah, it's, it's me essentially. And it's tough because kind of going back to the whole creating our own market piece. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to convince somebody to create an entire practice around it, right? It's not just, right. hey, here's a, go hire a data scientist and make it happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not how it works, right? And so, right, right. Um, and, and that's why it's it's not just the fact that we sell something that enables people to get started in doing like, something like this, mm-hmm. um, but it's really just more planting the seed of why you need to do this. And so a, a lot of times, um, when I go into a conversation like this, it's, it's really not with the goal of trying to sell them this thing, right? It's, okay. it's to try to sell them on this idea that right. they need to be they, looking at this and focusing on this moving mm-hmm. forward. So, Wow, that sounds high pressured to me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, you were mentioning before you are not a tech person, no. but somehow you ended up here. So, like, let's rewind a little bit. Sure. Let's take us back, to, you know, to our Pope High School days. You know, <laughs> when you graduated high school, did you say, all right, um, you went to the University of Georgia, correct? Yep, I did. And go actually, dogs. Yeah, oh, go yeah. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Did you know? So you knew where you're going to school at this point, but did you declare a major going in? No, I didn't. Um, So I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. Um, Like you mentioned, right? It's I I don't really understand how you expect an 18 year old kid who has never seen the world and never experienced anything Mm -hmm. um, to choose a life path. (laughs) Um, That's that's a pretty that's pretty intense and. Uh, my parents, they owned a dental lab in Atlanta. So they made like crowns oh, and like, you okay. know, veneers <laughs> and fake teeth and stuff like uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Um, and I had absolutely no idea. I knew I didn't want to get into the family business, right? Uh-huh. Like okay. I, that, okay. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> um, and so after a while, you know, I, I kind of went through like my first semester or so just trying to figure out like what what I wanted to do and I took some generic classes that would help me no matter which path I went towards mm-hmm. um and then finally I think I started kind of pressuring myself I'm like okay I'm like 18 and a half now I have to, <laughs> I, have to I have to figure something out and so um and, and so I I decided to actually go down the pre-den major what um and what? and I think that was more because I, I didn't know what to do my parents had their foot okay. in, in this thing. Right. And, okay. um, but I found out very quickly and, and very quickly, I, I mean, the very first chemistry class I ever took, uh-huh. I literally got an F in the class. Oh, uh, no. that sounds so important for pre-dental. I, I lost hope oh, in my no. first two oh. semesters of college. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Wait, yeah, you I, lost like hope or you lost a scholarship? No, I lost a scholarship. Yeah, okay, and, yeah. So and for hope for pre dental. Hope, <laughs> so. hope is a scholarship program here in Georgia. Um, but so he's saying his in, in order to get this scholarship and maintain the scholarship, you have to keep your grades up. So what yep. Eric is saying is he lost hope in dental pre dental <laughs> school and also hope in scholarship money. So yeah, yeah, and so. No. Um, oh. Yeah, it was it was not fun. Um, oh gosh! And and it's funny because found out early. <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. Oh, that's true. Man. And and I had every chance to withdraw from the class too, and I and I didn't. And I was very stubborn and said, you know what? I had like one bad test. I'm I'm sure I could make it back up because I like throughout high school I always had right every so, time I got a I bad was, grade or something it was easy to bring it back up. And yeah, so, no, I was just gonna <laughs> say so. Are you're are you a school year younger than me? I can't remember. Yeah, I graduated in I graduated high school in 07. Okay, yeah. So we're a school year apart. Right. Like, and what I remember of Eric is he was not like he was in all the honors and AP classes <laughs> and he was super smart. So I'm a little bit shocked that <laughs> that um chemistry wasn't your thing. But okay. So you decided to do what then after that? Yeah, and so I, I I decided that yeah, science wasn't for me, and okay. and the next I guess logical sense to in my mind was let's just go down the business path and see what happens, right? Okay. Like I didn't I don't I didn't have any real reason or anything like that. It was, um, you know, econ, finance, those things I think just kind of made a little bit more sense to me. Okay. Um, especially growing up in a house where, you know, my parents ran their own business and I was kind of always around, you know, I I wouldn't say like accounting practices or anything like that, but I was always around just kind of being aware of where you spend your money. Um, You know, they were always buying supplies, the little things like that, that I get introduced to um, Mm -hmm. just being, you know, in a household where they have to figure those, those things out. Mm -hmm. And obviously as an English speaking child sure. they asked me a lot of questions about you know when it came to filing taxes and stuff like that I'm like I, I don't know <laughs> I, I, I've never filed taxes before so uh, but just get, being exposed to all that you know I, I kind of figured okay it makes a little bit more sense I think it makes a little bit more real life sense for me as well um, and, and so I I went into management um, which I to this day quite honestly I'm not really sure what business management does <laughs> it was it was broad enough to to where I think in the end it actually really helped me um, because I think I got a lot of opportunities with having a, a relatively vague major okay um, 
because I, I think, you know, when you go down the path of an econ or a finance or something like that, I think it's easy to, to get pigeonholed sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, but having said that, it, now that I've been in the real world for, you know, 10 years, uh-huh. um, it's funny because we have people from all majors that I come across doing either the same jobs or, or you know, a different job that has nothing to do with like, I've seen religion majors work in the tech industry, you know, wow. so yeah. I, I don't think at the end of the day, I don't think people care that much per se. Do you have maybe a, a maybe a tougher path? Maybe, but I think a lot of it is based on just kind of your effort, right? Oh, I'm yeah. always in the camp that, you know, showing up is more than half the battle, right? Yeah, um, yeah definitely. And And I think the other part for me is just being really realistic mm-hmm. um, and understanding that you have to kind of set goals in front of you to to try to to go after, right? Yeah. Um, they don't have to be big, right? It doesn't have to be, I want to be the CEO of this company, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, um, I think placing realistic goals in front of yourself to help you achieve them. I, I'm all about having small wins and celebrating the small wins along the way. That's um, and I think that's what's really helped me, right? Especially coming from not knowing what I wanted to do, um, majoring in business management, which to this day, I'm not sure what it even means. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I ended up graduating in it. I, I kind of realized like, okay, I really messed up once. Um, and, and I'm also very much somebody who lives by the fail fast Right. And <laughs> try not to make the, the same mistakes again. Okay. Um, and and oh, so that's a new one for me, but I've really, never heard that before. That's good though. Like yeah. That. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I always, um, I, I'm kind of one of those people that need to drink, like, I, I guess what they say is a drink from the fire hose. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd like to take in a lot of information and try to process it in my own, in my own way. And sometimes that's just diving into it. I see. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think I do a lot better in those types of scenarios. And which is why during that time, when I failed my first science class, I was kind of in like this chaotic, um, <laughs> hectic world where I was like, oh no, what do I right, do now? Right. Um, and, and that's when I think I started really taking school a little bit more seriously. Um, it was kind of a wake up call. And luckily for me, it was very early on in, in yeah. my college career. Yeah. Um, and, and so yeah, it's uh, yeah. Now I'm now I'm here in in an in industry that I never thought I would ever yeah. <laughs> ever be in. Um, so I'm curious. So you graduate with this business management degree mm-hmm. from UGA, and um, so I myself, you know, post graduation went through this kind of limbo because it's like now what do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I'm curious, like, you know, for you, when you graduated, you know, I guess the job hunt began, mm-hmm. right? Um, what did that look like for you? So uh, during college, I actually had a few internships. Oh, um, perfect. At, at one point in time, I thought I wanted to get into uh, what we call a search engine optimization. Right. So it's a lot of like how people <laughs> how people use Google, for instance, and what shows up on oh. the, you know, the first couple of pages of, of Google when they're doing search. So now, obviously, search is way different today than what it was, you know, However 10, 12 it. years ago. Oh, yeah, um, oh, That's like so I can't believe we're that old. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought I wanted to go down that path and, and work for like a, an agency you know, whether it's like a creative agency or like an ad agency or something like that okay. and, and help out with that. Um, but after doing it, I wasn't a, a huge, a, a huge fan, I guess. I even sold books door to door in Indiana <laughs> for a summer in college. Really? That, yeah. yeah, that was an experience. Um, it actually is like the experience that um, taught me most about myself, mm. I'd say. Because I was probably working close to 70, 80 hours a week. What? Um, yeah, we worked six days a week, essentially. Um, yeah, knock on doors in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Um, what kind and, of books were you selling? 
So the company actually started out selling. It's like one of those. Have you ever heard of like Cutco knives and like yes, the Kirby yes. vacuum sellers, yes. right? Like they I know literally. Cutco. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's like that, but it's for like educational books, like SAT prep books. Um, they sold like educational books like K through 12. Um, and yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Right. Uh, And, and, uh, just kind of going through something like that and dealing with all the rejections, um, doing it away from home. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody. And, and part of the summer was that you had to like find your own place to live. Like it wasn't like a, I think a lot of people would characterize like these types of companies. It's kind of like, you know, Mary Kay or okay, doing okay. Um, Rodan and Fields, right? Yes, yes. yes. And, and so it, it was a really good learning experience. Just kind of, I think, seeing the ins and outs of like true salesmanship, right? <laughs> um, what, what I would call and, and, and bothering people. I got right, the cops right. called on me a few times um, for just like soliciting, I guess. They, they call oh my it. gosh, people are so interesting. Why yeah. would they do that? Was, it might have been job? because I was, I I was knocking I sh- on doors at like 7 a.m. and then 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> So that's right. I'd probably call the cops on myself too. <laughs> oh man. Um, so you learned a lot that, about yeah. yourself during this time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, to, to go to, yeah, like I said, like go some, I had never been to Indiana. I don't, I don't plan on going back, but living there for, you know, three, four months, um, talking to people that are come from a way different walk of life than me. Um, so you did this during college? Yeah, I did it during the summer and one of uh I think in between my sophomore and junior years. It might have been junior or senior year. Like just because? Um at the time I didn't have an internship. Uh-huh. Like I hadn't taken part of one. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. I kind of viewed it as an opportunity to put something on my resume. Okay. Okay. Um Good for you, Eric. Yeah, and, and it kind of helped. Cool. It wasn't <laughs> I, it, it was just one of those things where um you know, I, I think I thought it was something different as well. And when I got there, it wasn't what I thought. But at the same time, um, again, it's just another scenario that I had to adapt to and kind of understand, okay, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, but what am I going to do now, right? I'm not going to turn around and drive 12 hours back home just because it wasn't what I thought it was. For sure, be yeah. So um, in, in that sense, I think especially like a 19, 20-year-old me, mm-hmm. um, it, it would have been easy just to say, Hey, I'm I'm just gonna turn around. I'm not doing this for. I'm not paying for my own gas. I'm not paying for my own place to stay. <laughs> like I don't even wow. know if I'm gonna make money doing this thing. Um, but it, it was really one of those like crash courses for me um, that that opened my eyes and and it kind of gave a lot of uh, perspective. Yeah. For for me, um, just kind of seeing where you know I grew up in where I got an opportunity, like every, my parents gave me every opportunity to, to kind of do what I want to do, maybe with a little bit of a nudge. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they afforded me a lot of opportunities and where I was in Indiana for that summer, um, it, it's kind of is a, is a city called Angola, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that part of Indiana, which is the most northeastern part of Indiana, is kind of known as like one of the largest like meth uh, meth usage, you know, really? in in the country. Okay. Um, and so, a lot of the people, right? They probably couldn't give a crap. To, yeah, for for <laughs> education, right? Educational books, right? There, a lot of them are living out of of mobile homes, and it's it's probably more like. Okay, I got to think of like groceries more than I need to think of an SAT prep book. Sure, sure. Right. And so it was really interesting sitting down with a lot of those families and see what their perspective of education was compared to mine. Um, and just the level of um, stability in uh-huh. my life compared uh-huh. to theirs was uh-huh. really eye opening as well. Because um, uh-huh. being in East Cobb, obviously, I think we have it pretty yeah. good. Um, but more than good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but, but kind of interacting with, with people in, in an area where maybe they're not quite sure where their next meal is going to come from was, was really, was really opening for me. Yeah. Um, and I think it taught me like a lot of, um, empathy and, and 
compassion to a certain extent, right? Um, and so I, I'm really glad I did it. Um, and, and, you know, I, I know a few other people who have actually done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting getting their take because <laughs> um, I think a lot of us have similar takes, but uh-huh. we're just kind of like, man, that's a, that was a crazy three, four months of my life that oh my I, I don't goodness. think I'll ever forget. So, um, you know, fun's maybe not the right word, but a, a good learning experience for sure. That's awesome. So you did that in college and then yep. you, you had some other internships. Yep. Yep. And, and I had a couple of uh, internships in um, search engine stuff. Okay. And then um, I actually got a job offer um, before I graduated. So I was pretty um, adamant about wanting to find a job before I graduated. Oh, wow. Um, and I literally got the call when I was on winter break. I was in LA visiting my family. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, they asked me if I could when I was getting back and I started literally the very next day oh. uh, as soon as I got back from from my winter break trip. Wow, so, what a blessing. That is Yeah, awesome. it, was, it was it was a lot of fun. How did um, you go about did you just like find this job through on, yeah. Like, online or? Yep. So I found it online. I and and I was really fortunate. I had a lot of um, interviews in a lot of different places in the country. Uh-huh. Um, I had like a couple out in in Silicon Valley, um, not for tech related companies, but um, ad agencies out there. I, I had one in Chicago, uh, DC, and so I had a lot of opportunities to kind of talk to a lot of these companies and. And I, I didn't really know what I was doing, quite honestly. I, I literally just sent out my resume to probably hundreds of, of companies. <laughs> I mean, that's what you got to do, right? Uh, you have yeah, to yeah. Do that. And, yeah. And, and I didn't really, you know, I mean, how good could your resume be when you're, right, just when you're coming out? Exactly. Yeah. You have no experience. I, I probably applied for vice president roles and, you know, I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. And so, um, but I was really lucky. Um, and I decided to kind of, I weighed my options and I decided to stay in, in Georgia initially. Mm. Um, you know, I figured, Hey, I like living with my parents. Isn't too bad. Right. We'll see yeah. how long it can, it can last. I haven't, I haven't been with them for the past like four and a half years. So, you know, I'm sure they they love <laughs> it. <right? laughs> yeah. um, and, and, you know, part of me wanted to like, you know, go teach English in Korea or something mm. like that for a year and, and come back, you know, have fun and then come back. But, um, I don't know. I, I'm very much a, a realist and, and I wanted to, um, you know, I kind of freaked myself out when, when people who came back from Korea would tell me like, Hey, um, they asked me in my interview, you know, why did I go to Korea for a year? And instead uh... of like finding a job that I, you know, want to actually pursue and stuff like that. And in my head, I was like, Oh my God, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to answer that, you know? And so, um, you know, I just decided to, yeah, go straight into the real world as, as, as soon as I got, I got done. Um, and yeah, it was for a company that's in the print and graphics industry. Um, and they ended up acquiring, uh, one of their competitors. And so, they shipped me off to Charleston, South Carolina for a few months. Oh, um, I absolutely loved it there and, and would have loved to stay. Um, but they, you know, from there, they didn't, they didn't need me after I did kind of some of the transitioning okay. um, from the, the old company to our company. Um, and then they asked me, hey, do you want to move to either Mobile, Alabama or Raleigh, North Carolina? I had never been to either. Uh-huh. Didn't think I wanted to go to Alabama. I, so say, I, I think here. North Carolina might have been a better choice. Yeah. So that's how I ended up here. Okay. Um, and now I've been here eight years. Wow. Yeah. But so from that company that after you graduate, how long did you work for them? I was there for about two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, you went and to yeah or no? No. You no. So um, once I moved up here, um, you know, I started meeting some people and, you know, I, I didn't, um, I loved the job that I had. I loved the people that I worked with, mm-hmm. but in the back of my mind, um, I kind of felt, you know, whether it's, a, whether it's like some sort of arrogant mentality or what I kind of felt like, okay, nobody knows 
what the heck Grimco is, right? Like, this, <laughs> like, like I, 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 this is not like what I, ex- like the company that I expected to be working for mm. um, out of college. And realistically speaking, I quite honestly, based on my grades, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> I should have really gotten any job, quite honestly. Oh, but no. um, when, I, when I moved up here, um, I actually never realized that it was a huge tech hub. Um, and I always just thought of Silicon Valley. So this area, particularly, um, what we call a research triangle park, Uh um, it's essentially Chapel Hill, Durham and Raleigh. We call it the triangle. Um, but because there's a lot of talent here, right? There's Duke, Uh UNC Chapel Hill Uh and NC Uh state. So, um, you have three big time universities, um, you know, two of which UNC and, and, do probably rank in the top you know 10 every year yeah definitely. Um, they they're right here and so they, they have a lot of of good you know young professionals to to tap from um and you know one of my one of my friends that i met up here he said hey why don't you try looking at some of these tech companies and i was like all right i don't really know what that means but sure and um yeah i interviewed at ibm um, uh-huh. So their first ever location outside of their main campus in New York was actually right here in North Carolina. Oh, I didn't um, know. Th- that's so and cool. So, yeah. And so they have like this whole section of town, which is like just, you know, their buildings and everything's gated off and stuff like that. And so huh. um, I luckily heard back from them when I applied uh-huh. um, I, in my interview, whether it was smart or not, I guess, you know. Uh, it's hard to say because I got the job, but <laughs> I told oh. them I didn't. I didn't know anything about really what they did. <laughs> I, did <laughs> I did some, you know, I, I I did some research and I had applied to so many different jobs. Like I, I couldn't even really remember like what I was applying for mm-hmm. or interviewing for. And um, you know, I I think part of of what they saw in me or what I hope they saw in me was mm-hmm. just somebody who had a lot of drive mm-hmm. somebody that was committed to a company um, especially at, at that time you know I had moved twice for this company that I was with mm-hmm. um, and you know moved away from my family um, all my friends right I literally yeah. knew I, I knew maybe one person here in North Carolina um, and when I originally moved here and so what I hope they saw in me was that somebody who was committed to you know doing what they could for for a company right yeah it's um, really important yeah and and so I, I somehow got the job um and Lenovo um how they kind of came into the picture is they ended up acquiring um my division that I got the job with at IBM oh um and so <laughs> yeah pretty pretty soon after like three or four months after um I moved over to Lenovo and I was there for almost five years Wow. Um, wow. And, and were you doing similar things as you're doing at NVIDIA or a little bit different? It's they kind of overlap um, because at both companies, I was doing things that involve like the data center. Okay. Um, but when I was at Lenovo, um, I was really given a lot of opportunities. Uh, part of it was that they were running really lean. Right. And so um, I kind of would would poke and prod at my bosses, you know, along the way, you know, after, after a year or so, I'd say, Hey, I've done this. I kind of want to try this. Would you guys be open to me, you know, trying it, or I'll take on two jobs at once. I don't care what you pay me. Just, I, I want to just try it. Right. Cause I was new to the industry. Um, I didn't know a single thing about tech, mm-hmm. um, especially the data center. I barely even know, you know, I, at that time, I barely even knew what went inside my laptop, you know, and let alone um, work with servers and, and things like that. And um, I was very fortunate to have really good bosses along the way that gave me those opportunities and, and put me in a spot to, you know, uh, give me those chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel very like indebted to them because mm-hmm. they gave me those opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know had I been elsewhere that I would have gotten those same opportunities. And so, right. you know, part of it is, yeah, I think I got kind of lucky. Um, uh, and, I don't know if I'd call it that <laughs> because, and, okay, keep going. Keep yeah. Going. And, and part of it is that I did have a particular drive in, in me, right. Um, to, to want to try and see other parts of the business that I maybe wouldn't have gotten to see. 
Um, and so I'm glad I asked, right? It, it's definitely, um, I'm glad I kind of stepped out of my comfort zone. I, at the time I didn't even like know whether or not that was like a, you know, you get into corporate America and you, you kind of talk about politics a lot, um, like, like mm-hmm. office politics. And uh-huh. so I, I didn't even think twice about like asking me, I'm like, yeah, here's my boss. Why, why can't I ask him to help mm-hmm. advance my career? But you know, not now that I've been in the real world for, for a little bit, yeah, some people are a little touchy on that sometimes, but... Um, They're just old school. Yeah, oh, exactly. I mean, shouldn't say things like that here <laughs> on the podcast, but, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. but, you know, um, you know, you said it was luck, Eric, but I'm listening to your story, and for me, there is a common denominator from the beginning, and it is just your... Yeah, I mean, you're right. Your personal drive towards just wanting to learn, it seems like, mm. and just get better at your craft, like, whatever it is. Like, it doesn't matter what's in front of you, it seems. It, you just kind of have a self-motivation to to do better and want to know more. Is, is that... Does that kind of yeah. characterize who you are, you feel like? Because yeah, I think so. Because like, um, and it's funny because when I first got the job at IBM, uh, the first thing I did was order uh, like these textbooks because I didn't understand like what I was getting into. Right. Um, so I literally uh, went online and looked up, you know, a couple of for dummies books on uh-huh. on servers. So there's like oh. these, I don't know, 800 page like books. Um, and I literally spent all my lunch breaks, um, outside of work, like reading it. Cause I didn't understand, uh, what we call like PC or server architecture, right? Like I didn't know how things interacted with each other inside of a computer. I just knew that like, I could use it to go online, right? <laughs> like and that's watch, crazy. watch YouTube videos. Yeah, and so, um, but luckily, yeah. And, and I got to do a lot of different jobs. I, everything from sales to, um, right before I left Lenovo, um, I actually managed our entire portfolio for, for North America for what we call our, our channel business. So we have a, in the world of like IT sales, mm-hmm. um, we work through a community of resellers, right? Okay. So like um, Lenovo sometimes, for instance, could sell direct to a customer. Usually it's your, your top like fortune, however many customers right like it, okay. it's the really big guys um but more often than not we sell through uh, a bunch of resellers right like these these shops that do a lot of the integration and things like that for data centers we sell through them um and so um i managed our our portfolio for us canada um you know and, and that helped me see a completely different side of the business because it was more marketing and supply chain as opposed to sales Mm -hmm. um and so yeah i think i think during my time at lenovo i i grew a lot both personally and professionally Mm -hmm. right i I became a dad when i was at at lenovo and um i kind of that's when i merged like my professional and personal kind of when i think of like okay what's my purpose for I don't know. Maybe life is not the necessarily the right answer, but it you know where I saw a lot of overlap between my professional and personal life was that it was no longer just me working for myself anymore, right? It was it was me working to for my family, right? And so and that's when there was like this extra gear that kind of that I kicked into Mm. um, because now is no longer okay. Yeah, I can pay rent. That's nice. You know, it's it's nice that I can buy a car or something it's nice that I could you know buy groceries this week and so <laughs> um but but then it becomes you know I feel that I have an obligation to my family now right and so I, I really need to be putting forth my best foot every day and and yeah. you know sometimes it sounds kind of cheesy kind of cliche just no. putting it in those terms but um that's really how I did kind of view work now it wasn't just working for work it was like working for michelle and, and camden and um i guess the dog too <laughs> so, <laughs> yes Every, i have a dog too part of the family <laughs> um and, and and so yeah it, it was a great opportunity i was there for almost five years and then and then i ended up at at nvidia i actually um knew some people that had that i had worked with um and you know nvidia is kind of uh uh they're one of those companies that I think are on the, on the bleeding edge. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I, I wanted to go work for a, a company that was kind of a, a leader in what they do. Okay. Um, but everything that I had heard about them was amazing, right? From from not only what they actually sell from a product perspective, but also the culture internally. Yeah, I feel um, like that's so important these days too. Yep, yep. And and culture is a big thing. And and the for whatever reason, the tech industry um, has, you know, they they really have a big push towards creating great culture. You know, I don't know yeah. what the reason, the reason behind it is. Um, but if you look at a lot of the companies, they try to do things that, you know, really provide benefits to their employees. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad this was the the industry that I stumbled into. Yeah. By. I mean, it's crazy to me that you had no like plan to do that, you know, from the beginning, but this is where you have ended up. So, you know, at NVIDIA, um, I mean, at the risk of, you know, this being a public podcast, like, do you enjoy your job? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it, again, like for me, like culture was kind of one of those things that like, okay, it's a nice to have kind of thing. That's uh-huh. what I always thought of it. Uh-huh. I think until... I got into a company that really has great culture. Okay, right? so can you give me an example of this like great culture that you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, absolutely. So for instance, um, the whole COVID-19 sure. thing that's, that we're all a part of right now, right? Yes. yes. Um, so one thing, um, our company is a very flat organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I mean by that is that there's there's not like this hierarchy of of layers of middle management and stuff like that, right? There's... Um, our, our CEO will respond back to our emails. You know, we're like a 15, 15 to 18,000 employee company, right? Wow. Um, and, and so, and he's very um, passionate, not only about what we do, but he's passionate about us as people. When I first got hired at NVIDIA, um, we were actually in a tough spot financially um, from a company perspective. Okay. And there are these events that they put on every year, they probably had about 10 of them the previous year. Um, and instead of laying people off, for instance, right, their, their first decision was just to completely cut those events, right? And, and his, his message to us, right, he, he sent an email out to us saying that, you know, when he hired all of us, right, he made a commitment to our families, and it's not to let go of, of wow. you guys, right? Yeah. Um, and then during this whole COVID nineteen thing, um, he actually the, the the company actually decided to bump up the speed to our raises, our yearly raises. So now they're happening six months in <gasps> advance. Wow. Um, he's also put that if you're um, a family with with ch- you're you're an employee with children, uh-huh. you know, focus on that, and we will. The, the work will wait, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's kind of asked a lot of the employees and, and a lot of the teammates to fill in for us while parents try to figure out how to do this, like whole teach from home, keep kids right. home kind yeah. of kind of thing and try to work and be productive. And so, um, and, and we oh, also- Outstanding, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And, 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 you know, another thing that um, just happened this week, actually, um, one of our- scientists that that works here um he actually so so the message that came down from our ceo was hey if there's a way that we can help with covid19 and be productive members and and contribute to to society Mm -hmm. try to think of that right like what can you be doing to better what's happening right now and, and better the situation um and I think a lot of people, when you work for somebody who shows that they're passionate about us, they, they really put those words and, and take it seriously, right? Wow. And so uh, one of our scientists actually created a ventilator that only costs $400 to make um, <gasps> that you could even like 3D print, for instance. Wow. Um, that's what he spent his time doing instead of working on, right. <laughs> on, yeah. on real work, right? Um, and yeah, so that was, that was published this week. Um, and so I feel it, like I even saw that article somewhere. Yeah, like, it, yeah. and so when I see things like that, and and people taking the initiative, and then our um, our CEO just kind of 
saying this is what it's about, right? It it, it makes me feel super proud to to work at a company like this. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so hopefully, I'm here for the long haul. Oh, um, that's I, awesome. I think, I think it's a it's certainly a, a company that has a bright future uh-huh. ahead of itself, uh-huh. and so um, we'll see where it goes. I mean, so would you feel like uh, the culture aspect of this company and the where, where you at, are at right now, like, would you say that's what you love most about your job currently? Or I'm sure there's so many things. Yeah, I, I think that's, um, I'll, I'll call part? it 1A and 1B. Okay. Right? So so 1A is certainly the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, the I do have a really good work-life balance, for instance. Um, the, the other part is, I think, the work itself. Mm-hmm. Um, just... Being able to engage in conversations that are very, uh, almost like mind-blowing to me, right? Mm-hmm. Things that I wouldn't think would be capable until like 50, 60 years down the line and, yeah. and people are doing it today. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we get into a lot of discussions about, about like autonomous driving, right? Tesla uses our GPUs for for their cars, right? Oh, and so, cool. Um, I it, Tesla. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So... I, I think it's because it's kind of the the bleeding edge as far as technology is concerned. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's really cool and really fun working for a company that's a leader in the space um, and, and being able to see what's like possible mm-hmm. out there. You know, they, they, I mean, these people are way smarter than I am, the ones who are actually figuring this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's it's awesome just being able to listen in on, you know, what kind of problems they're trying to solve. And, and, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, Dude, there's no way, you know, there's, there's right. no way, right. yeah. um, but people have already done it. Right. And so, um, oh, it's, so it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's so really crazy. fun just kind of being a part of that. And, um, be, because uh, I think it's something that a lot of people, myself included, can't even begin to wrap their minds around, you know, sure. people are really smart, yes. <laughs> really, really smart. Man, what a privilege it is to like witness all this stuff too from where you're sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've had all these jobs like IBM that went to Lenovo and then now where you're at now. Um, but you know, without really wanting to be there in the first place, but just kind of things happened and you went for it. Like you said, you made goals and you just you just did it, right? But I'm also curious, Eric, like um, since you didn't have the prior experience and you had to read all these books, you know, to like to know what's going on, like you said, your interview too, right? You mentioned you're not even sure why they hired you, but um, do you think that's like it was your drive that got got you where you are, or do you know what I'm asking you? I'm trying. Yeah, to ask, yeah. I think I think for me, factor. You know, like yeah. I I mean, I guess I'll never know a hundred percent, right? Um, <laughs> but I, I think the biggest thing for me is that um, I speak very candidly, mm. right? And and I feel like there's a certain level of of authenticity behind that. Um, and and I don't know, sometimes I kind of think, okay, maybe I was a little too open (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I'm very much an open book, right? Like I I don't, um, for me, I think that's kind of the the best way to get to know people. Sure. Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's very refreshing. Even this conversation we're having right now, I'm really, um, like encouraged by it because it is refreshing to hear you talk about all these things so openly but yes continue you feel like yeah yeah no no and and yeah and I think I think for me I'd I'd like to think that's why right just kind of being honest about not knowing what the heck (laughs) IBM was doing when I interviewed there right Um, and, and being open about that but letting them know you know what I can do to make up for that lack of understanding right yes um and hopefully put into action, you know, what I said I would do and, and show them um, from from the beginning um, that I was serious about wanting to learn about the technology and, and learn about the company um, after not knowing anything, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think part of it is that, uh, that I do um, try to be as, as genuine as, as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, you, and I've, I've interviewed so many people at this point now for, for jobs, right. Where you can kind of tell the, the very generic 
oh, well, my weaknesses are, you know, but, but it's a strength, <laughs> yeah, no, right? Like you can, absolutely. and you know, you have to do that. I, I totally get that. But, um, the, the, you know, you, you can definitely tell kind of once you start poking and prodding into, into some of these, uh, into some of those discussions, like what's real and what's not right. And, and, um, I, I think just, kind of putting myself out there, stepping out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. letting people know what I'm actually good at and what I'm bad at. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think it shows a certain level of self-awareness because um, I, I think a lot of people um, don't have that, right? I, I, th- I think yeah. a lot of people have this unrealistic idea of who they think they should be or who they think mm-hmm. they are. Um, and, and so, I've always, and it's the thing that bugs Michelle the most uh-huh. is, you know, I always try to look at things from other people's perspectives mm-hmm. as well, and not just blindly um, be the husband that, you know, is like, hey, no, yeah, you're you're right. You know, that person's wrong. You know, I'm, there's a time and a place, right? But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, oh. she always gets, she always gets annoyed at me because, you know, um, it could be something as simple as like, oh man, that was the worst service at, at the restaurant that we've ever gotten, right? And uh-huh. and for me, I'm just like, well, maybe, maybe they're a bad having day. a bad day. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, right? You sound like uh, my husband too. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I'm always I'm always giving people um, benefit of the doubt, right? Because I don't really know what's what's happening, right? So um, I think as long as I'm kind of um, putting out what I think is my best self. Um, letting people know what flaws that I have or, mm-hmm. or think that I have, mm-hmm. um, at, at least it, it kind of gives them an understanding of where I'm coming from to a certain extent. And, and hopefully it allows them to, to kind of see like, okay, he's a, he's an honest person. He's a genuine person. Um, you know, he knows he has these flaws and he knows that he might not be the best candidate for the job, for instance, but he's willing to show that he can put his best, best foot forward and, sure. and really pick up, you know, and, and learn, um, the, the role. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm hoping that that's what they saw in me, the determination mm-hmm. of, of somebody who knew nothing about what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that also has a lot to do with the follow through afterwards. Right. So yeah, you absolutely. can't just say those things and, and have empty promises, um, in an interview, especially if, to somebody who's eventually your boss, right? And so yeah. um, I think hopefully by following through with it and, um, you know, I, I hope that that's why they gave me those additional opportunities after the fact, right? So no, um, it definitely seems yeah. that way. I think that's probably why you're right. <laughs> but um, before we end our time together, I like to ask our guests um, if there is any advice that you would have. I mean, actually, in our conversation, I feel like if there was any advice, maybe not for recent high school graduates, but mm-hmm. almost like recent college grads, I feel like they would benefit a lot from this conversation. Just, um, you know, from what I can tell, it's like you just have to put yourself out there and do the work. But um, yeah, I mean, for recent grads that I think so many recent grads would be related to can relate to to where you're at in even um, maybe even like, you know, graduating and not really having a plan, but just kind of um, knowing the direction. But I, I, do you get what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I think for me, um, the thing that's really worked out for me is even when I was in a situation that I didn't necessarily want to be in mm-hmm. you know it like was indiana. still yeah exactly right <laughs> in indiana it, it was still about me doing the best job that i could with the circumstances that i'm put in right or the the set of circumstances that i'm given right trust me like uh, one thing for me is especially as i get older and i become like i'm a dad now right mm-hmm. um i think a lot about my parents mm-hmm. and kind of the the process that they went through to get to where they are today um as immigrants moving to georgia of of, of all places right um that's tough right like that is hard coming to the states with little to no money and carving out a life for yourself let alone your family Mm -hmm. raising two kids 
and setting them and giving them the opportunity to be where they are, right? Like I, I, I won't, I still have 30 plus years ahead of me from a professional standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel in my mind, I've done done okay for myself so far. And my sister is a doctor, right? So um, oh, she I, I, is? I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So she's, she's a pediatrician down in Orlando. Oh, wow. Um, and so what they did was hard. Yeah. What I'm doing is I'm just riding their coattails, quite honestly. Right. And so I think a lot about my parents in those situations and and think about those circumstances that they were put in, um, not understanding the language, you know, uh, just throw away the financial piece of it, just not even knowing where you are. Right. And um, and so for me, it's, you know, okay, here's what I'm in. How can I make this the, the best possible outcome from, from what I'm in. Right. So um, whether that was Indiana or being part of a company that arrogant 22 year old me thought, oh, you know, there's no way I should be working for this company. I need to go work for IBM, you know, like it's, but you know, it, it's, it's making the most of those opportunities. And, um, and I think it's, you know, creating a lot of the relationships too along the way um, is, is a huge part. Right. Um, yeah. You know, everyone in, in, the working world, right. Says like networking is, is it's about who, you know, not what you know. Right. And and that that's so far in my life. Yes. That has been very true. Um, and you know, not only for, you know, the, the actual job you're trying to go after, but keeping in touch with them and, and having them actually give you, for instance, when you, when you put, you know, references on, on, Mm -hmm. on a resume, people who will actually genuinely believe you did good work um, and you have uh, not just actual work to show for it, but somebody who wants to be, you know, what I like to call, like, I I always want to make sure that I'm a pleasure to do business with, whether it's Mm -hmm. for somebody within my company, right. That I'm trying to team up with, or whether it's my customer or a partner. um, I always want to make sure that, I am uh, a pleasure to do business with, right? And and yeah, so I love that. I love and, that. And and so for me, I think it's just take your circumstances and make the best of it. It it sounds very it, it's seriously very cliche, but it, it's if you sit there and mope about it or something like that, right? I, I think we all know what's going to happen at the end of the day, right? You're you're going to look for something else, or you're going to be forced to look for something right. else. And so, um, I think just kind of putting your best before, no matter what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, is honestly the, the best advice that I could give. I mean, yeah, you're right. Maybe it does sound cliche, but if people aren't doing that, then, you know, like you said, you're in a worse position than you are. So I think what you just said is extremely sound advice. And I love that. That's really great. And, you know, I have actually, I have one more question yeah, before yeah. we end. I hope that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You've been so great, Eric. Thank you so much again. This has been awesome. Um, you know, where are you working now as an uh, um, account manager, um, right? Is that what mm-hmm. you said? Yep. Account manager, yes. <laughs> um, I'm curious to say, say you knew, like, this is where you wanted to be, okay? Like, would you have studied something different in college? Yes. Oh, what would you have studied? So uh, I guess I guess I guess there's a yes and a no. I'm there's kind of a, so surprised. So actually. <laughs> there's there's a, a no in the sense that um, I, I think because, for instance, my management major was so vague that it, it helped me kind of turn it into what I wanted it to be. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there wasn't like this box yeah. that I felt like I was put in. Okay. Um, but yes, in the sense that I think moving forward. Um, especially seeing what I do today and the people that I work with today. Um, data science is a, is a pretty, is a pretty mm. relatively new thing. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, It's a relatively <laughs> new major, but it, it's a lot of mathematics. It's a lot of statistics. Oh, okay. um, and, and I do believe that's kind of uh, going to be a big part of the future. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think a lot of these first jobs that people have outside of college, right. Or whether it's like working in the fast food industry or something like that. um, 
I kind of do think those will be replaced to a certain extent. Um, and so a lot of those things that, you know, simple um, kind of mindless tasks, right, mm -hmm. that, that I think uh, I could, I would kind of call it, um, I think those will kind of start going away. And I think a, a lot of people will start looking at things like data science mm -hmm. um, and statistics, for instance, um, to really start helping people create like sustainable companies. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's going to be a, a big part of what people are going to be doing on a much, much larger scale moving forward. And so wow. okay. I think, I think we've just kind of scratched the surface right now. Um, but I think moving forward, yeah, a lot of people are going to be like coding, programming. Um, I mean, I, I send Camden to a daycare right now that oh. they, they teach the basics of coding. What? Um, yeah, at, in, in his class, right? It's, it's really the conceptual piece of it. It's not like they're sitting sure, there typing sure. with, yeah, yeah, in front yeah, of a yeah. computer, but it, it, it's the conceptual idea of, of coding and programming. Mm. Um, and, you know, you see a lot of STEAM, STEM, yes, right? Yes. Um, like everything's one of everything's those things, like... right? Whether it's a toy or your school or activities. And so I, I definitely think um, going towards one of those like sciences or maths is, is something that I couldn't do back then. I think I would be a little bit more serious about it today, right. just kind of looking back. Right. Okay. Um, and, and if I could um, kind of go back and, and make those decisions today. Yeah. Yeah. I, so data science is what you called it. Yeah, data science. Yep. Never heard of that. <laughs> That's where we're headed, folks. That's where we're going. All right. Thank you again, Eric, for joining us. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to this conversation with Eric. If you guys have any other questions or just want to know more information, um, just make sure you contact me and maybe I can get that question to Eric and he can help us out. Yeah, um, absolutely. Thank you again. Until next time, guys. Bye.